What are you going to do? Win that game. Yeah, that would have been nice. So let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. We have get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hi. My name is Pat Duffy. It is the post-mortem 2023-2024 Bill season episode, mm. and there's a lot to get into. There is a lot to get into, but if you could, real quick, uh, don't forgive my uh, reach here. Give me one second. What are you doing? What are you doing? Sorry, I just wanted to do that. I just wanted to push the button for the sad music. Okay. I know that you're like Mr. I do interviews and I'm like a star. You don't touch the board. You don't touch. You don't the, touch. You the don't board. touch the guy's board. You just take man. it over the board. Well, I mean, I could reach it. You even know how to use it. I did it perfectly fine. I executed flawlessly. Okay. This it's is gonna, sad. It's sad. No, I'm sad for you as a human being. Right. Yeah, now. me too. I know this is going to sound crazy in this loss. Sure. But that was the They be- won? That was the best coach game for this Bills staff in maybe the last 30 years. I agree. I agree. Because there was no way with the state this defense was in that they were going to beat the Chiefs the ways that they had played them before in the past. Yep. Right? Like that game against Kansas City, the game plan uh, when you played them in KC, you had to completely throw that out the window. Mm-hmm. You're missing one of your starting corners. You're down to AJ Klein as your starting linebacker, a man yep. who was on his couch with his family 10 days before calling your D and having to guard Travis Kelsey in his zone all night yep. while being responsible for stopping the run on top of that. Taylor Rapp, who also would have been a big part of the run stop at tight end coverage, is also down. And the guys that you have in there are still banged up bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the end of the season. Like, everyone's banged up at this ah, point. But, okay. But, still, but, but, I'm, but I'm with you. I think that, like, you know, it sucks that the Bills didn't win the game. You know, I want to go back before we get into that. I want to go back. Everyone's banged up. Not like that. No, 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 no. Like it is, it is insane to me how in the last two seasons, the Bills have had the issues that they've had that were completely out of their control. So let me put it a different way. When you say that like everyone's banged up already, like the people that are the starters, that's how I interpreted what you were saying. Like everyone's nursing something at this point okay. in the year. And that means that everyone on the field, home or away, you know, opposition or, or, you know, home team, like they're going to, everyone's on the same level there. Not everyone is, is entirely fresh with the exception of AJ Klein. But uh, yeah. And that didn't even really work out. <laughs> right. Well. Right. No, but I mean, <laughs> there's a point in the game where AJ Klein goes down. Yeah. And he was only out for a couple of plays. It one, turns out one play. Was it one? one yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in runs Tyler Maticavich. Oh boy. And we're saying we're, 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 it happened right in front of us. He like, didn't even have his helmet. Forgot. Well, right. That thing. It occurred to me in that moment that Tyler Matakavich was no exaggeration. Their last linebacker. Right. The Bills only had enough healthy linebackers, even with all of their signings, to dress five linebackers. Yeah. You dress like seven to eight linebackers in a game normally yep. with all special teams. Included. They had their last. If, if Tyler Matakavich went down, mm-hmm. they had no more Linebackers. Yeah, you would have to, you know, either completely change your defensive scheme or you would have to have Jordan Poyer come down and like play true linebacker. Which also wouldn't have worked because you have Taylor Rapp, play the safety. other safety right. is out. So you would have had Damar Hamlin, which would have been your absolute last, last safety. safety. Yeah, well, Cam Lewis and, and uh, Damar Hamlin on the field at yeah. the same time. And then Taylor Rapp, uh, Jordan Poyer would have been your last linebacker. He said, really a linebacker. Like, right. I, I could not believe. 
believe what I was witnessing. Yeah, you're scratching the uh, the bottom of the barrel there from from a numbers perspective, not from a talent perspective. Well, no, I mean, also from a talent. Look, with all due respect to Tyler Madikiewicz, there's a reason why they signed A.J. Klein off the street and threw him in there. Because Tyler of- Madikiewicz is a special teams player and they can't afford to lose him on special teams. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yes, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, we can sit here and <laughs> oh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, like if I'm Tyler Madikiewicz, I got a rude dose of where I stand defensively on this team in the last two weeks. Dude, I um when he came off, when when Madikiewicz came off and Klein went back in, like I if it if it was I'm, I could have swore it was one play, but it was very quickly. <laughs> Maybe after. you're right. And um and I like just to me the high five like that Madikiewicz gave to Klein off the like as they're both like passing was like the most emphatic high five of like thank god i'm out of here your problem now buddy so long jerk ass it was gonna take ball control and it was gonna take dictating the pace of the game to have a shot yeah and they did it yeah they did it now i understand that bills fans are devastated by the way everything ended there yeah right for sure but when you get into the offensive defensive numbers of this game the Bills won this game in every metric. Except the scoreboard. Exactly. The Bills outgained them. The Bills were better on third down. The Bills were better on fourth down. The Bills won the turnover battle. The Bills went a ridiculous amount more of offensive plays than the Chiefs did. And the most shocking stat of the game, mm. the Bills held the ball on offense for 15 more minutes than the Kansas City Chiefs did. A whole they, quarter. They had a full quarter extra of offensive possession time. Yeah, 3-1. Yeah, and it was working. Mm-hmm. And it was the only way the Bills would be able to survive that game to try and get healthier for Baltimore a week later. Yeah. But there is a problem in that game plan when you decide to roll it out. What's that? The margin for error offensively and defensively mm-hmm. is razor thin. Mm-hmm. And in reality, at the end of that game, the Chiefs made two more plays than the Bills did on Sunday night. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right? That's what it comes down to. Like, they gained seven yards of play because, of course, they did. And that's the other, like, insane thing. If you, you know, I, I always make fun of me for saying Vegas on this show. Yeah. Vegas gives the home team Vegas uh, two and a half to three and a half points just for being the home team. Yep. The Bills scored 20 points in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. They scored 24 points in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. Sure. The Chiefs scored 17 points in Kansas City. They scored 27 points in Buffalo. There's your difference, mm. right? And even then, the defense got three stops in that game. Yeah. You got a stop going into halftime. Well, yeah. Okay. No, but it counts because they were trying of to course, score. I know, they that were trying it, to score. I know that it counts, but it's it's more like two, and the, and the Chiefs gave away the ball in one. Does that not count? Of course it counts. I mean, All right, I'm not here to split No, hairs. you are, because Jordan Poyer played for that turnover, and it Fair worked. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, he did punch it out. Like, I, I get it, you know? Would that not be a defensive stop for the Chiefs no, that, if it went the other that, way? 100% it would. Again, I'm not trying to split hairs. I'm just trying to be a You're goof. splitting hairs. I'm just being a goof. Splitting hairs. Just trying to be a goof. There are three plays in that game that Bills fans seem really upset about. The mm-hmm. ones that they believe changed the game. Yep. The digs drop is number one. Sure, sure. I mean, that was you can't tee it up better man yeah i mean you you cannot tee it up better and what what's so funny i mean obviously at that point in the game it's like you know okay it's gonna here comes the next one it's like oh they're right there and i remember seeing because it happened right in front of me yes it did um you know steph oh, for, is for those who don't know my season tickets no big deal Ooh. uh third row 
right on the twenty yard line on the Bills sideline side. Yeah. So so we we had wonderful vision of Stefan Diggs dropping that ball, uh, but it hits him in the hands. Obviously, everyone knows that. And as he's running back to the huddle or to the line of scrimmage, he's doing like just like just an inch, man. Yeah. It was right there. It was so close. And then they didn't uh, ever do that ever again. So well, I mean, you didn't really have a chance. Of at course, that point. I don't mean it like that. But I'm just saying, like, oh, it's right there. Wait till next season now because uh, it's going to be even closer. If I'm still on the team, of course he's. Of course he's going to be on the team, being a goof. Okay, no, you're just. I don't know what you're doing here. Just being a goof. I don't know. That's my role on the show. No, it's not. I don't know what you're doing here. Stop! I hate you for everything right now. Goof, goof, goof. Stephon Diggs always makes that catch, which is what makes it extra heartbreaking. Like, yeah. think about the week before, that one that he makes falling down in his tummy area. In his tummy area. Right? Like, it was insane. Was that, that was two weeks before? Week, oh, it was against Miami? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it was against Miami. Right on, his, right on his Ponzuno. And Josh could not have placed that ball better. I mean, look, I understand that Diggs had a defender draped all over him. And maybe we expect more from Diggs than we would any other receiver because mm-hmm. he's made. That's a play we've seen him make yeah. a dozen times when yeah. he's been in Buffalo. I mean, it is a low percentage throw, but like in that moment mm-hmm. to have it there because you would have been on the 20 yard line yeah. with bah, four minutes mm-hmm. and it doesn't end the game. No, because, you know, the Chiefs, but keeps the pace going and it gives your defense a chance. Yeah, um, yeah no, I'm with you. Like it, and maybe it is my own inherent Stefan Diggs bias. Yeah, oh, yeah like, the huge bias of that I'm recognizing. OK, but every time that those have missed. I just get the sense, and again, it could be my bias, but I get the sense that like Stefan Diggs is like, man, you only have one job, in this case, Josh Allen, but like any quarterback, you just got to get the ball into my catch radius and I'm going to take care of the rest. Yeah. So when it does actually happen and you don't convert it, I'm a little bit harsher on you in- internally of like, it hits you in both hands, well, man. Look, I mean, guys drop balls. Of course. Guys balk. Of course. You know, Miss tackle. It happens, right? Of These course. guys are robots. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I, I trust me. I, I completely understand that. And and that honestly is the theme of the game. I don't want to jump to the end, but it's like sometimes it just doesn't go your way. And it just, well, no, he that, didn't I catch mean, the ball but there. that's not an excuse because you can make that excuse for every game the Bills ever play sometimes. I mean, But this were- one's different though. This one's different than 13 seconds. This one's different than the Music City Miracle. I feel like the Bills, and, and I understand like maybe it's not the best analogy. With 13 seconds, you can argue, you know, the left it all on the field and like it came down to the coin flip and like all that jazz whatever I feel like the Bills played the absolute best game Josh Allen played the absolute best game that he could and it just fell short and that happens sometimes well see there are fans that will argue with you on that because the second play that Bills fans are bothered by comes a couple of plays excuse me later on that drive couple of plays, I'm burping <laughs> second and nine second and nine on that final offensive drive yeah Josh has two wide receivers open in the flat around five yards deep mm-hmm and maybe they get loose for a first down, but best case scenario, it gives you a field goal shot inside 40 yards and a chance at third and four. Did everyone, anyone ever tell you that you say scenario instead of scenario? No, uh, because other people normally participate in conversations. Mm, but I also think it's important to call out when you, when you, if you hear something, say something. Okay. And you don't say scenario. You have just right. rained down a world of pain on yourself in the future. I just want to let you know that. What? What I'm saying, you're going to do something, uh-huh. and that bothers you more than it bothers me, and I'm going to point it out. Oh, please. Oh, please. I can only be me, Patrick, but just, you know. If you could just do me a favor. Yeah, sure. What's and up? try and be less of you. Got it. That would be great. Okay. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Josh, goof, 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 goof in the show. Josh Allen has a chance at third and four. Maybe one of his receivers breaks a tackle and picks up a first down in the yeah. second and nine. Mm-hmm. He goes for the kill shot instead and looks for Shakir in the back of the end zone. Thoughts? Khalil Shakir O'Neal in the back of the end zone. Give him that. Give him that. The old Gabe Davis special. Thoughts? I mean, I, I I like the throw. I like the fact that he's being dangerous there. He's he had played a great game. Wait, up you to like that. that he's being dangerous? Oh, idea being dangerous in a sense of like go for the score. Like you see it there. We 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 have Josh Allen, and Josh Allen's going to Josh Allen. So like I appreciate you going for that shot. You see it there. You take it. Don't second guess yourself. It was there too, man. Yeah, like the the route was it's a bad there. Throw. Yeah, it, but it wasn't a bad throw. If you go back and watch the tape, Dawkins gets pushed into him at the last minute. And Josh doesn't have the opportunity to step in the throw. And Josh is not looking at the left side. He thinks he's got the time. So he's looking right down. And also, he doesn't have eyes in the back of his head. What was to the left of his head? Yeah. So he can't. If he. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Well, the left tackle is your blind side tackle. Uh, Unless you're to a tongue of Iloa. If he has six inches more there, Mm -hmm. that's a touchdown. And yes, you have to get a stop up four. Sure. But let's keep in mind, there was about two minutes left on the clock when Josh. Chuck that ball loose. Mm-hmm. The Bills had two timeouts. The Chiefs needed to score a touchdown. And there's a good chance if you don't get a stop from the Chiefs, the Bills will get the ball back down three yeah. with two timeouts the way that Kansas City has to score. Like Kansas City, they do a lot of great things. One thing they don't do well is a seven-minute offense. Yeah, they don't sustain drives. And like, and you can argue that like that's part of the the problem in this game. You know, like you look at the three-to-one ratio of time of possession. You know, like time of possession is all well and good. But if it's taking you seven minutes to go down the down the field and score eight ten minutes to score, and I'm not I'm not, I'm not and I, this is a good thing. I think that's good to sustain long drives and eat up top. Mm-hmm. But when your opponent is able to go down and score within three minutes and giant chunk plays and barely if like like four times get the third down throughout the entire game, that's a problem. They wanted that. They wanted that to happen. We want them to score. No, the Bills wanted to have sustained drives, control the pace, and let the Chiefs score quickly. That's why they did what they did. They knew the Chiefs could. I'm telling you, man. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why is that the dumbest thing they've ever heard? Because, Ryan, if they get a first down, they can run that clock down to under 30 seconds. The Chiefs have two timeouts. If you get a first down on second and nine or third and nine. Are you talking about that drive? Yes. Oh, of course. I'm with you there. No, but listen to me. They played the whole game for that drive hmm. because we were sitting in the stadium and I believe there were it's eight minutes left on the clock. And Sean McDermott came right up to you and said, Pat, what did I say to Pat, you? Pat, what, what, what the game plan here? What is. did I say to you when they missed on that digs pass and they started running the ball and throwing underneath? I looked at you and said, Oh my God, they're going to try and run this down to the last play. And I think they could have. No, they would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have been able to do that. So you sit here and you criticize, you know, three to one time of possession. Like, Oh, they could score so quick. The Bills coaching staff knew that, and that's why that game plan was so brilliant, is they wanted the ball. If they had the ball with under nine minutes left, they were going to eat up the rest of that clock. Fair enough. But I also think that it's kind of stupid to think that, like, the defensive game plan Mm -hmm. is let them score. They didn't let them score. The defensive game plan was... We know you're going to score. The defensive game plan is we know you, you we cannot stop you. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do everything we can to get two stops. If we get two stops, we think we can beat you. Mm-hmm. And it almost worked. The defensive game plan is the offensive game plan. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, look, the best defense in that game was your offense's ability to hold the ball. It's like all the old men always say, the best defense is a good offense. In this game, <laughs> it was. 
I, I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm goofing, but yeah, no, I agree. I know, I, I but I love how you're like, oh, wait, I didn't think oh, about that. Oh, come on, I'm just trying to bother you. Oh, no, I'm with you. Here's the thing. I, 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 am, like. I am perfectly okay with, with trying, as a Bills offense, like, play your own game. I didn't at any point think to myself, like, oh, they're chasing a lead or they're chasing points or whatever the case. Like, they were sticking to their offensive game plan. And I'm sorry, dude. Like, I, I appreciate that. I'm upset about the outcome. I'm upset that, like, it didn't, you know, go our way, obviously. But, like, again, I think the Bills played the best game that they could have under the circumstances. It sucks that it didn't go our way. But what can you do, man? You keep, like, trying to wrap up the show. I'm not wrapping up anything. Show. I'm coping. The final <laughs> offensive play on that drive is the third one everyone has a problem with. He chucks it up in the end zone trying to give it a chance. Mm-hmm. It's all that was there. Is that a Joe Brady problem there on scheme? You need the best play of your season right there. Yeah. What was it? What was it down a distance? Third and nine. Yeah. Third and nine, a buck, what, 40, not buck, oh, just under two minutes Something left. Something like that. Um. Yeah, and what sucks, too, is, like, because they had been converting on those throughout the entire game, you know, it's like, Oh, okay, here we go again. No problem. I usually hate third down. I was almost looking forward to third down because something magical is going to happen. Uh, yeah, especially when you were a step into a throw away from hitting Shakira on the touchdown. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you get a first down there, again, they got to start burning timeouts. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought Josh was going to run with it. I understand. Like, yeah, you're, I went back and watched it again. There, he had nothing. He had, there was nothing there. Oh, sure. Like, I can't tell with. from that vantage point. Oh, in you're the talking stadium. about like a. Uh, I'm just saying in general, like at that point in the game, like you got third and long, you know, you try to buy some time and, and you know, step up into the pocket and go, you know, go steal nine yards from, uh, you know, whoever is right in front of you. So then Nick Colton or whatever. So then comes the field goal. Mm-hmm. When did a 44 yard field goal become a gimme? Because that's the way Bills fans have been treating it the last couple of days. Well, I, here's the thing. I think like um, maybe not so much this year with Tyler Bass, but like, you know, Mr. January is coming in in January and being like, you know, here we go. We're like, we're going to tie this game now. And like, now I'm more, I'm more worried at that point of like, there's too much time on the field or rather on the clock for the chiefs to, uh, to like go down and kick a game winning field goal. However, because they have been not able to sustain long drives, I had more faith in that. Like either they're going to score quickly and that we'd have the, the ball to end the game to your point earlier. Yes. Um, the Bills but, had two timeouts at that point still. I, I was like, I mean, honestly, I, I'm sure most people were, but I, I didn't even, it didn't even register with me that he could miss that kick. So it was the first field goal in Tyler Bass's career within two minutes with a chance to tie or take the lead that he missed. Yeah. He was nine for nine up to that kick. Man, poor guy. But I mean, 44 yards is not a gimme field not at all. goal, especially in that stadium. And look, I'm with you, man. I was just as shocked as you were that he missed that kick. I couldn't believe it. But I don't know. Like, there was going to be a point where he was going to miss one. Of course. And it wasn't like, you know, a 32-yarder. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, it's, and I, I, yeah, again, it's not as if it was like the week, uh, what was it, before with um, oh, yeah, with him like, completely shanking that one. Like, that would have been even more. That would have felt terrible. But <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, he pulled it. I mean, what can you do, man? It's going to happen. Look, the bottom line is this. The Bills just ran out of horses. They didn't have the bodies they needed to win that game. Right, and they barely had any horses. And they were still... Mr. Ed is the uh, reserve, uh, you know, defensive back. They were still a play away inside, just outside the red zone from winning that game. Yeah. And what is pissing me off the most about that statement, that fact... What's up? The Chiefs are acting like they did something remarkable in winning that game. I know. 
And you didn't. No. Like, the way that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones were acting after that game was over, they're jumping around like they won an effing Super Bowl. I mean, they won a playoff game. They're they're advancing to the AFC Championship game for now the sixth year in a no, row. No, I'm not taking that away from yeah, you. Yeah. Here's the argument that I'm making here. We sit in a closet and break down a game we watched. Sure. Right? And look, we've watched the Bills. And we're just as popular as those three guys. We know... What we were looking at in that Bills defense. Sure. They do this for a living. Yeah. So they know more than we do. They don't ask how or how many. How what the hell are you talking many. about? They won the game, man. I would celebrate too. But you know what you won. Like, this isn't like a situation where you, you want to celebrate like that after that 13 seconds game. I'm with you 100%. Sure. You want to celebrate like that after winning the AFC championship like you did in your own house against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% okay with that. You were jumping up and down and doing backflips. Over beating AJ Klein. Yeah. And Kair Elam getting legitimate snaps and Dane Jackson guarding Travis Kelsey. Listen, like, you what s- are you doing? You could say the exact same thing with the Bills winning the division on you know against Miami in Miami. Oh, I where, where we are where that. we are celebrating and you have every Dolphins fan saying, play him with uh with uh, a Jalen Waddle, a full Jalen Waddle. Uh-huh. Or play him with Jalen Jalen Carter, right? Or um who who's the uh defensive end that got hurt, or play him with Bradley Chubb, or like whatever the case, you know? Here's the difference. Here's the difference. It's not like I'm saying we didn't have Trey White and Matt Milano and that's why we lost the game. Sure. Because that's the argument the Dolphins fans were making. We were missing three of our stars and that's why we couldn't pull this game off. Ryan, they didn't have enough bodies. Like legitimate bodies. Forget NFL caliber talent. And here's the thing. I'm not even upset. Like, I get it. I'm not making excuses that injuries are the reason that they lost this game. You should have been able to come up with a scheme to figure it out. I'm not upset about it because I understand it, but I'm not sitting here going, oh, you know, if we would uh, I don't know how it turns out. Yeah, it got so bad that Bills were taking uh, Bills Elvis to the blue tent, right? <laughs> goof, goof, goof. If you're going to goof. Goof, goof, goof. Okay. No, my point is, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, if it would have been that way, this is how I don't know how the game plays out if those other people play. I don't. Sure. I yeah. don't know. Oh, for sure. What yeah. I'm saying is, what are you celebrating here? They won the divisional no. round on the road. What are you? What but are you, you just, talking no, but about? You just said it. This is your sixth straight AFC Championship game. Okay, like, or right, fine. If your if your argument is like act like you've been there, sure. Okay. But like you have you have now won your first road playoff game, and you're going to the AFC Championship game. You're two games away from winning the Super Bowl. What bothers I celebrate me, too. What bothers me about Mahomes is there's this. What's the word I'm looking for? Douchebaggery? Theater that he loves to play. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I'm hurt. Man, I can't, man, it hurts. So either you hurt or you're not. Go play or st- shut up. Uh-huh. Like, stop limping around. Here's the thing. Or go play a ball game. Either you're a great NFL quarterback or you're not. Because if you're a great NFL quarterback, you shouldn't be doing backflips over beating AJ Klein and Dane Jackson. Here's the thing. As far as Patrick Mahomes is concerned, I completely agree with you. Well, that's I think what that, I'm pitching about. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, if, all right, fair enough. If it is strictly directed at Mahomes, yeah, I'm with you. I think that if there was ever a moment where, at least for me, and I would love to understand Bill's fans' perspective as well, if there was ever a moment to where Patrick Mahomes became a villain, it was that game for me. When he took that first knee and turned around and gave, like, the give me some, you know, like, like, point, like, I want it more, and, like, waving to the crowd... That to me was the moment where I'm like, okay, all bets are off with this guy. I can, I, I am actively rooting against him for the foreseeable future because, like, it's because to me, it's like, oh man, if we can't beat him, he's a great quarterback. He's a great NFL player. That's awesome. But when you cross into like 
being rude and disrespectful as a leader to me, even though Josh does it all the time. Well, what does Josh do? When the game's over. Players, when the game's when the over. Game, yeah, fair enough. But and, and and trust me, keep me honest. Like if there's evidence of Josh being a complete jerk, like when? let me know. No. That's what I'm saying. Let me know. But like for me in that moment, for for him to not just take a knee and just be like, "All right, we won the game," and antagonize the the fans like that, that got to me so bad. Well, especially the way that you lost the game in Kansas City too. Like you know, you talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, after yeah, the yeah. game, you go up to Josh, you be like, "Where's Where's Where's Carvelson? Your offensive offside is terrible. It's and, terrible." And, and Thad Thad Brown's right there filming him the whole time, and then you. Lie about what happened in the dressing room afterwards. Chris Jones, the, it's Chris Jones, right? The defensive end for the Chiefs. Yeah, lied and said that the Bills turned off the, the hot, hot water. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Erie County did an investigation, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no. And then they spoke to uh, reporters from Kansas City that were in the dressing room who were like, no, there was steam coming out of the showers. Like, I don't get what they're trying to do here. Yeah, and also too, it kind of shows the. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, lack of like every man awareness from someone like Chris Jones, who's like, "What? There's no hot water here." Like, yeah, it. That's what happens when someone uses all of the hot water tank. Chris Jones, Mister Millionaire, who's got a tankless water heater but in that his didn't house. Even happen? I know, I know, I know. All right, look, I everything about that game bothers me. Yeah, it stinks. Everything about that game bothers me because I can handle losing a game. And look, I'm fine. Like, the second that game was over, it was like, look, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. It happens. I feel for McDermott because the knives are out for him again. Yeah, sure. It is amazing. Like, he won seven straight, and I'm not, like, a vehement Sean McDermott yeah, defender. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. But I got a lot of respect for the job that he did with the pressure that he was under the last eight weeks of the season. 100% agree, man. I mean, you went seven, you won seven straight. Your defense is just dropping like flies. You're calling that defense while being the head coach. Like, that was an amazing, that was his best coaching job in his years in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, like, all, all circumstances considered, it is a, it, it's a really impressive job to end the season. Um, and I think that, like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm sure there were probably, you know, better coaching opportunities throughout the game that may have resulted in better, um, you know, a, a better outcome. You don't run a fake punt with Demar Hamlin for some that reason. for sure. Um, and, and like even so, like someone had a video of like the Chiefs mic'd up being like, you know, he's faking it, right? Like he's gonna fake this punt right now. Like they knew it was coming a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? I think all things considered, he did a good job in the season. That being said, we are now in the offseason, and all of the yelling and the bitching and the I hate this person, it's already started with one specific player that you brought up with your anti-this-guy bias. And what's unique about this guy is he is a man who the Bills need to produce. And his production is down, but he's still been producing all season. And even when he was producing ridiculous amounts, he was someone that Bills fans were not a fan of. Right. The star you hate. And it's kind of a running theme throughout Bill's history. We'll get into it next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. You loved it. Admit it. You wanted to see the team win, but when Steph Diggs dropped that ball, it confirmed all of the things you thought you thought. Admit it. No. Admit it. I won't admit you it. You lied because you just did it. It's not the you truth. You just did it in the last segment. Whatever. You know, I saw, you know, normally he's like, you put it in, man. I got to be there. I'm upset that he didn't catch the ball, but I'm not celebrating that he didn't not catch the ball. Not that you're celebrating, but if it was anybody else, you would have been, it would have been a different tune. Oh, Kalusha Kuz had a good seat, you know, somebody's in town. Steph Dish, I mean, have, how long have you been working on my impression? So let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Ryan 
Duffy. Hi. Just be it a goof. Total goof. My name is Pat Duffy. In just a little while, we're going to find out what's making Ryan sad, mm. uh, other than his personality. <laughs> and uh, if, if there is someone you want to blame for this loss, this loss is squarely on the shoulders of my co-host and brother, Ryan Duffy. Honestly, you may have some you may have some merit to that. So we'll get to that in just a little while here. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. All right, so uh, Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. is catching heat sure. in the week after. You know what he's not catching? Long pass. See, there down. you go. <laughs> so uh, past that drop, three catches, 21 yards. Yep. And that would be bad enough in the biggest game of the season if it weren't for all the drama at the end of last season and going into this mini camp. Those three catches, too. Like, two of those came on, if it wasn't the first drive, it was early on in the game. He, he had the first catch, right? That line so. of scrimmage yeah, and pretty he took sure. off on him? Yeah. So there are Bills fans that straight up hate Stephon Diggs right mm-hmm. now. Straight up. Which is interesting because even with his dreadful second half on the season, he's still arguably their most effective offensive player. Mm. And despite all of the rumors you're reading from like weird Twitter accounts and like theories that fans have right now, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think so. His contract is untradeable. He is uncuttable. So here's a fun fact. Straight up. It would cost more against the cap to trade or cut him than it would to keep him on the team. You know what that fact is? What's that? Fun. Why is it a fun fact? Because it's fun. Okay. Just like you described it. He is due $28 million. So if he's on the roster next season, he makes $28 million. Not if, bad. If he's off the roster because of the way the contract structured, it's 30 And you would have to find another wide receiver. So you could have $28 or $28 million to find Diggs or $30 million find another guy who will also count against your cap. No (laughs) Stephon Diggs. So. Something tells me he's going to be around for a little bit. Not to mention Brandon Bean came out this week and said he sees him as the number one receiver and they have to put more talent around him. Yep. So next season, we could have a situation where one of the most talented and important players on the roster is also a player a lot of Bills fans hate. Hmm. Why do Bills fans hate Stephon Diggs, Ryan? I mean, I, I think it's... Oh, sorry, just, let me try this again. Why do you hate Stephon <laughs> Diggs? I mean, I don't know. I just think, like, during the, you know, the obvious stuff. Like, What's over up? the last couple of years, okay. when things aren't going his way, he seems to be a diva. Where did he do that this season? But that's the thing. Over, I think, to your point, and what I think you're getting at, Ever since the beginning of training camp and the whole, like, you know, the the ending of the Bengals uh, divisional game last year, there has not been any drama this year, you know? So I think a lot of the hatred or, or just, you know, vitriol that's coming towards Stephon Diggs is based off of that previous stuff, mm-hmm. expecting it's going to happen again. And I also think a lot of it has to do with his lack of production over the second half of the season. Well, I think people were waiting for the lack of production because even when he was getting 100 yards a game, you were going, you force feed stuff on Diggs. We have it on tape. Yeah. We have it on tape. You hated what he was producing. You hated what he wasn't producing. You were just looking for a reason to hate him. No, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's worth to like call me out on that kind of stuff. You, you mean know? like the truth? Yeah. No, I mean, like if like I understand, I have definitely said that they were force feeding under Ken Dorsey's offense. Mm-hmm. They were force feeding Stefan Diggs way too much, and I think by introducing Khalil Shakir into the offense a bit more. And then and then also with Kincaid and Knox both being on the field at the same time, I think that has diversified the options that Josh Allen has and that Joe Brady has or any OC would have. 
At the beginning of the year, though, I stand by it. I think they were force-feeding Diggs way too much, and at some point in the season, after week five, six, it became pretty predictable. Okay, but then after they stopped force-feeding him, you just complain that his production isn't there. I'm not complaining that his production's not there. I'm I'm just observing that it's not there to the same <laughs> level. I'm not saying that we I'm lo- not complaining no, 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 no. You There's sound huge, like my wife arguing right there now. There's a huge difference. I'm not saying that the Bills lost either this past Sunday or any other game because Stephon Diggs wasn't productive. You know what he did catch? Oh, but he didn't catch Deep the ball. Oh, did you not just say that? Of course I did, but I'm not saying. Just being a coon. You know what he didn't just catch? Just being a coon. You know why he didn't catch or what he didn't catch and why we lost the game? Christopher didn't catch the ball. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying that at all. So you know what's funny? You bring up the issues in training camp and everything or with the Bengals game going into mini camp. We still don't know what the issue was. Yeah. Right? And it's never publicly came out. It's probably never going to. It's all been speculation through Bills fans. Mm-hmm. If his issue with this team was the way the offense was working under Ken Dorsey, he might have been right. Yeah. And this isn't the first time that we've looked at this offense under Ken Dorsey, or we had, like when he was complaining and other people had that idea. So, like, if if he acted the way that he did out of pure frustration, knowing that if I don't do something extreme, it's going to be the same stuff over again. He did Bill's fans a favor. He did you a favor. He's the hero we deserve, but not the hero we want right now. I had said going into this season, Mm -hmm. we don't know if Stephon Diggs is a drama-filled guy who just wants everything for himself or if he was the canary in the coal mine. And the further we get away from uh, all of the drama in the offseason, it seems like he might have been the canary in the coal mine. That is entirely plausible. Not plausible. It seems like the likely explanation at this point. So why do you still have this... Feeling of anger towards Stefan Diggs. I don't, dude, I don't have a feeling of anger uh, towards anti, Stephon anti Diggs. Anti-Diggs bias? Anti, okay, yeah, anti, I do have an anti-Diggs bias. Because of the way that he's acted in a public space toward the, toward the team and toward, like, Josh and, like, just the, the way that I guess he kind of conducts himself at times no. on the sideline and, like, in the media and stuff like that. But, but to be fair. Right in the media. Oh, no, but, like, a lot of it has to, has, comes from last season, you know? The yelling at Josh on the side, that divisional game really put a pin in it. Yelling at Josh on the sideline, storming out of the, uh, the, the facility after the game and, like, having to be forced to come back and then leaving again. It's like, it, it just smells bad at that point. And to me, it's unnecessary uh, stress and, uh, and, and, you know, comments from the media that amplify to that. You oh, know? oh, you mean like uh, like this podcast I just heard? Or, you know what else he doesn't catch? Oh, my God. But I'm just saying. You didn't catch the ball. You can't, but you can't be like, oh, the media. Yes, you speak into I'm a, a, a microphone joke. on a uh, multimedia Multi- companies multimedia well, I'm sure what's I'm looking for multifaceted platform marketing solutions company listen honestly I understand that I guest hosted on the on the sports bar I understand that I did a national spot for Fox weather I understand that I emailed uh, news 10 earlier today unsolicited but I am not but he really did that by but, the way <laughs> he, abs- he actually did that hopefully something actually comes from it because it's important oh I, I hear you man hey man look I know I'm Ryan on, uh, on the radio Dude, right now no, but I'm just trying to be I'm just trying to be Ryan Duffy I'm just for the a people. concerned citizen is what I <laughs> you are so what, who are you what happened i'm a concerned citizen is what i am and i'm doing my civic duty shut up no like i'm not do come on i'm just making a joke i'm, I'm just goofing i'm, go- I'm, I'm literally go- I'm just goofing. goofing you're not joking because you sincerely wrote an email to ted NBC. oh not about that that one's serious but the um but i'm joking about the stefan Diggs not catching the ball okay so here's the thing 
with going into this next season, Diggs is going to be on the roster. Bills fans are going to have this memory. Okay. It's not the first time we've had this situation. A star that a lot of Bills fans have hated. And as you go through the history of these strange scenarios, the A number one star that Bills fans had an issue with is Andre Reid. Sure. Right? And by the way, that was all his own making. He is arguably the best wide receiver in Bills history. Andre, bad Reed rising. Okay. If it's not Reed when it's all said and done, it's going to be Stephon Diggs, depending on how the numbers shake out here. Mm, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So Andre Reed was the type of player, if you were a younger person listening to this show. Not even Eric Moltz. You don't think... You think Stefan Diggs isn't as good as Eric Moulds? Well, no, no, no. I don't mean it like that. I guess I'm thinking of it from like a stats perspective. I mean, Eric Moulds is great and all, but he's not better than Andre Reid or Stefan Diggs. I don't think he's better. I'm just thinking like like I mean, when you're saying like one, two, three stack ranking, I'm trying to think like, you know, other prominent receivers, but I digress. Eric Moulds isn't even on the wall of fame. Yeah, you're right. Good point. You think Stefan Diggs is going to end up on the wall of fame? I do. Really? Bro, do you realize what we're witnessing? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, like, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm, I'm with you. We're not like, breakaway to your yeah, studio. Sorry, I, I, yeah. I'm going to write a letter or an email to NBC about it. <laughs> to whom it may concern. Um, yeah, no, I like I, I get your point that, like, from a production standpoint, like, he is he is a uh, a fantastic player and does has done wonderful things for uh, for the Bills and has definitely made an impact. Um, it's just weird for me, I guess, at this point. To not to see anyone other than Josh Allen to be on the Ring of Honor at some point in the future. Well, there's more. I mean, there's more than just Jim Kelly from that team. There's more than just Joe Thurman, Bruce. You know, I yeah. So here's the thing: despite Andre Reid being the best receiver in Bills history, he always felt like he was being disrespected for some reason. He would publicly complained about the coaching staff on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. He publicly complained about his teammates on a regular basis. He publicly complained about the fans on a regular basis. He would, no joke, no exaggeration, call into post-game radio shows on his own, not like a paid appearance, to complain about what was wrong with everyone else that day. You can listen. It's got to be online places. I remember being a kid driving back and like, oh, Andre Reid's calling. And they put him on and he just rant and rave about his teammates, the coaches, and the fans. And this isn't like bickering Bills territory? Uh, it is. Like 90, yeah. It was probably uh, Super Bowl years into like 97, 98. Well, the bicker no. So then the bickering Bills ended before 90. They say the bickering Bills ended before 90. Well, I guess then you had success and it probably masks it a little bit. But... Okay, but- all while doing this, he was having a Hall of Fame career and helping the Bills win division and conference title. Sure. So to this day, Andre Reid is a divisive figure with Bills fans that mm-hmm. were around for the Super Bowl years. And yep. it seems even with the franchise, because Andre Reid is a pro football Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yet, he is the only one, him, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, and Bruce Smith, to not have his number retired. Interesting. And it almost feels like the Bills are going out of their way to make it known his number's not retired. They give it to everybody. Yeah. Lee Evans wore it. Tight end David Moore wore it. Mm. Tight end Mike Cawson wore it. Like, the, like the, Lee Evans, fine. It could be like, uh, hey, we think this guy's the future. We'll make it an 88 situation in Dallas. I get that. Mm-hmm. But just this week, the Bills signed a player named Trey McKitty. Oh, Trey McKitty. To a futures contract. He's a tight end. You know what number they assigned him? What's that? 83. <laughs> He's the greatest receiver in your franchise's history. You retired all of his teammates' numbers, not his. Yeah. No other player has worn Jim Bruce or Thurman's number. Yeah. Are they they're like I'm they're officially, they're officially retired, retired yes. right? Yes. Okay, it's not just like a social contract thing. No, nobody's worn it since. Got him. Huh. Yeah, and I mean, Bills fans still there. I mean, I I I do not like Andre Reid. Sure. I, I do I have not a, yeah, like Andre. Same Reed. here. 
So is that what Stefan Diggs is going to be 10, 15 years from now? Well, no, I don't think to that degree. He's not having the success Andre had. Yes, but I think the way that you put it nowadays, or like with, with the way that he was like actively anti and antagonizing his teammates and the fans and all that stuff. Like it seemed as if like he wanted to be anywhere other than where he was, you know, I don't think Stefan Diggs, at least Stefan Diggs doesn't portray that. I give him garbage for like kind of giving that persona out, you know, like being kind of like a diva ish. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's anywhere near sniffing the same universe as, you know, uh, it's as funny. It's weird because we would have played the audio a couple of weeks ago when you were probably, or when everything went down with Stefan Diggs, it would sound a lot different than what you're saying now. Well, buddy. no, it would have been, it, no, well, obviously hindsight gives you the benefit of 2020, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I, again, like this season, Stefan Diggs has not done anything that warrants the same level of like criticism or anything like that. But in years past, he has, and that is going to carry over with you. Going into the second Bill Starr that fans hated for some reason while he was here, hmm. Mario Williams. Really? You don't remember that? People hated Mario Williams? You don't remember that? I mean, I guess not. So, I mean, he's a massive free agent signing, and then yeah. became a super polarizing player. And, like, there was this idea that teammates didn't like his effort mm. but that was all rumor there was never any quote put to that yeah kyle always went to bad for i mean kyle's a good team well he went to bad for everybody yeah, yeah yeah now for some reason bills fans decided that he wasn't giving it his all and was not performing up to the massive contract he was given mm. even though he absolutely was for three out of the four years he was here the first three years he was in buffalo you ready for this yeah 10 and a half sacks year one nice 13 sacks year two wow 14 and a half sacks year three. That's one and a half more. But 14 and a half sacks in your third year is massive production. After, I mean, and at that point, too, that was, did he sign a second deal before no. that big one? No, he had, uh, that was his second deal. Okay, so so at that point, you're in the league for, and he was a first-round pick. First so overall in, pick. Right, so you're in the league, that's, that's year seven or eight, right? Yeah. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. Putting up 14 or 13 and a half. What do you say? 13 14 and a half? 14 and a half. 13 and a half. Then 14 and a half. Gotcha. So 10 and a half, 13, 14 and a half. Excuse yeah. Me. So with year five, six or six, seven, eight, whatever the case. Like, yeah, those are really good numbers. You don't remember the hatred from Mario Williams? I mean, I guess now that you say it, like not living up to the contract, like, yeah, that sucks. But like, also, like, I didn't get any type of like, not that I can remember, at least like antagonizing, like attitude. He was from- very, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, confrontational with the media. Yeah, I I honestly can't even remember what he sounds like. He's so scary. Dude, like, looking at him, like, because he had, like, contacts for a while, Sometimes you wear the contacts, Right. He's terrifying, and he's so giant. Like, if I ever saw him on the news, it was like a, like a, okay, sorry, whatever you want to say, man. Well, yeah, that's every NFL player. Like, I love how you think, like, oh, sure, but, like, some D tackles whose ass I could kick. No, I don't think I could kick their ass, but, like, he's, like, like, terrifying. Like, if I saw, like... Marcel Darius, and it'd be like, okay, like you're being a jerk, whatever what? the case. What? I would be petrified where I stand if I was in front of Mario Williams. Okay. The third and final uh, bill that was hated while he was here for this discussion that mm-hmm. we're having, Rob Johnson. Really? You don't remember that? That's the third one? I would have. Yeah. I w- could have swore you would have gone to Marcel Darius. Well, no, I mean, well, Marcel Darius, like if you want to talk about, he wasn't starring while being hated. He got in that trouble, and then everything was just kind of... Oh, he had the the contract like the, where, the, like, the thank contracts. you Sue and all that. Yeah, yeah and all then, that stuff. Then he gets in the problems with the suspensions for the drugs and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they ended up trading him for a six round pick. Like yeah. 
Seventh, I thought. Whatever it was, right? Like, it's after everything went south, it went south pretty fast. There was no, like, redeeming he's playing well and I still hate him at the same time. Like, I kind of understand why Bills fans were upset with Marcel Darius. Yeah, fair enough. Whereas Andre You're Reed, talking about undo. Well, not yeah. undo. It's just they're starring and fans hate them at the same time. Mm. Rob Johnson is the most interesting of all of them. Yeah. Because it's all about how much... Doug Flutie and how much the fan base fell in love with him. Yeah. Right? Like... It sucks because Rob Johnson did nothing wrong. Yeah, it that, wasn't his. In fact, it was quite the opposite. The guy was a warrior. Mm -hmm. He took a beating behind a terrible offensive line. He took multiple concussions in early season games. Every picture you see of Rob Johnson in a Bills uniform, he's bleeding. Yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Every single, find me an in-game picture of Rob Johnson where he is not pouring blood out of some part of his body. Yeah. And he lost his job to injury, Yeah, which is another really crappy thing. It doesn't help also that he got his job back under controversial circumstances. Yeah, for sure. For those who don't remember, it was the uh, year, the last year the Bills made the playoffs before the drought. 99? Yeah. So the Bills, Doug Flutie had started that entire season. Mm -hmm. He locked up a playoff spot. They had a final game of the season that did not matter at home. They started Rob Johnson, and everyone assumed that was because they wanted to keep Doug Flutie healthy. Mm -hmm. And then the word is that ownership went to Wade Phillips, the coach at the time, yep. and said, you will start Rob Johnson uh, for the playoff game against Tennessee. Crazy. And they did. Crazy. And a lot of – Doug Flutie came out publicly and was, like, freaking out about it. I don't blame him. You want Hey, man, you a team player? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Because like, here's the thing. You're criticizing no, stuff you're like this. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. If you are going, yeah, no, there, there, Before there, a shouldn't, playoff game. there shouldn't be a double standard. You're absolutely right. So a lot of people blame Rob Johnson for losing that game. Yeah. But what people forget is that Rob Johnson had the lead on the road as he walked off the field. He he's led a game-winning drive. He did his job, you know? Like, and, and I'm sure, like, any revisionist history person would be like, if Doug Flutie wins that game, Music City Miracle's not even a thing because we're up by 14 or, like, whatever the case. Like, okay, believe whatever you want to believe. But we didn't lose that game because of Rob Johnson. No, he won the game. Yeah. He won the game. He played to win the game. For sure. You play... To win the game. And, like, of all of these stories that we have here, like with these players with Stephon Diggs and Andre Reid and Mario Williams and Rob Johnson, I think Rob Johnson's is the most tragic because he got paid. Yeah. Sure. Right? Great. Yeah. But this was his chance to be a legitimate NFL starter, and it was stolen from him. Mm -hmm. And not only that, he didn't even get to enjoy the idea of, like, I'm an NFL starting quarterback in a city because he, Flutie was right there the whole time. Stolen from him sounds aggressive. You, you know what you're signing up for when you become a professional athlete. Like, if you are injured, and it's it's always next person up, you know? If you're not performing, it's, it's what have you done for me lately, you he know? He lost his job four games in. Be due to injury, though. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's that old thing, and it was even more a thing back in 99. You can't lose your job to injury. You shouldn't lose your job to injury. Mm. And what's funny is, it turns out all these years later, we find out that Doug Flutie was actually the douche the entire time. Like, he was, like, playing <laughs> this character that everybody loved, and it turns out he was doing behind the scenes, like, these awful, awful things. Dude, it's so, like, like I, it, the luxury that we have of accessibility to things that go on behind the scenes nowadays is a, like we should never take it for granted you know and i can only imagine how much it's going to change or you can i guess you could argue how much it's going to be like manipulated to like present you're a talking about thing. like social media and people talking now yeah, yeah yeah like just like whether it's podcasts or interviews or or like things that are just a little bit more raw and natural as opposed to like you know 
13 is interviewing, you know, Jim Kelly. And it's like, you get this one sound bite and you run that for the entire, you know, sure. 17 weeks. It just, it's just, we're lucky to be in this position. We're lucky we to be alive right now. We really are. All right, we're going to find out what's making Ryan sad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we were talking about, there's a lot of Bills fans pointing fingers all over the place as to why the Bills could not close that game against Kansas City. Well, yeah. uh, there's one direction you should point it, and it's right in front of me. Because mm-hmm. the entire reason the Bills lost that game is my brother Ryan. Mm-hmm. You want to argue? Nope. We'll get into it next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, and reach podcast. That's what happens when you can point fingers all you want. No, there's one place to point the finger. There is a single place, and it's in this room, and it's right across from me, and I'm pointing it right now. That stupid lamp is to blame for all of our our problems right now. So let's go, Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. I'm Pat Duffy. Uh, Let's jump into everyone's favorite segment, and there's lots to pick from here. Mm. What's making Ryan sad? Okay. I'm just going to get right to it. Yeah, good call. So, obviously, we lose in the divisional round again. We, don't, we can't get past the Chiefs again, mm-hmm. you know. This, even though we're at home, you know, we have the elements and all of the the environment to our advantage. And what ends this game is a kick, or the lack thereof through the uprights. Goes wide right of all, of all areas, you know. But the kick and the miss is not what's making me sad. What's, what, what's making you sad? What's making me sad is the is that Tyler Bass felt it necessary to deactivate all of his social media presence off of the face of the internet. My understanding is that he did that because of all of the hate and threats that he was getting. So the word is he got death threats after the game. Yeah. That that's like that obviously I'm sad for him in the in the vein of this stupid segment that mm-hmm. we do every week. Sure. But, but like get serious for a sec, guys. But listen, we have a lot of fun around here. <laughs> that sucks, man. Okay. That like, and it's hard enough that you miss a super important kick when your job is to make all of the kicks. But for you to have to, for your own sanity and your own safety, for that matter, deactivate your social media presence. That's 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 really sad. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up uh, because look, I will start by saying this. Yeah, obviously. You should never threaten anybody's life ever. Right. Especially over a football game. Right. But glad the, we got that one out of the way. But to the folks that were sending death threats to Tyler Bass, mm-hmm. you sent death threats over a divisional loss? Right. Well, it wasn't the Super Bowl. No. It wasn't the AFC Championship. AFC Championship game, no. Well, wasn't even a kick to take the lead. It was yeah. a kick to tie, to tie it the game. with a minute and 44 left on the clock. Yeah. Like, but, if you're, if you're going to send a death threat, which, again... Never send a death threat ever. Yeah. But if you're, but if, if you if, were to, if you're gonna be that psycho that decides I'm gonna threaten somebody's life over a football game, I feel like you at least have to be deeper in the playoffs to make that psycho decide. I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. It's a divisional game. Like if he makes that kick and the Bills find a way to win that game, you still had two more ways to get to a championship. Here is the decision tree that we're at, right? So number one, don't make death. Don't threats, make death. No threats. matter what, do right? not make a death threat. But and then, but then another category down is that it's a football game, yeah. right? Okay. Also who, that who cares? Yeah. Right? Who cares about that? And then even another version or another like sub 
uh, like area underneath that. Yeah, is that it's not even that important of a game. Yeah, like, in the grand scheme of things, if the Bills had had the first overall seed, that's the first playoff game you're playing. Yeah, I mean it's an important game, but it's the divisional round. Right, death it's, threat guy. We are we are now at the tertiary level of stupidity where it comes to giving someone sending somebody any kind of threat. There. Are, there were, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to move on. There were positives, though. Uh, you know, Bill's Mafia does what they do. They, and that's uh, what I was going to move on to. Well, they, yeah, they flood uh, charities of players sure. with money. And that is, that's also something I want to talk about. Go I, ahead. I will say, just to be clear, it was Bill's fans and Chiefs fans as well. Yeah, who gives a crap? Sure. They suck, but still. No, but I, like, I, I met the Chiefs fans. I told you. Like, they're not as passionate as any other fan base. Oh, yeah, no, they're all terrible, and I don't care if they hear this. They're all awful, and we all hate them. But here's the thing. Like, we talk about the other times Bill's fans have done this in the past. They fled uh, Andy Dalton's hospital charity, right? And the hospital always needs money, an infinity amount of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, You do the same thing after Josh Allen's grandma dies. So much money, in fact, that the children's hospital in Buffalo is named the Patricia Allen Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. and they always need infinity money. And then Damar Hamlin's Chasing M's Foundation, he's been doing amazing work with the millions of dollars that he made, mm-hmm. you know, kids in multiple communities, yeah. uh, first responder stuff. So what happened to him doesn't happen to somebody else. We've already seen the benefits of that, lives being saved. Even on a smaller level, everything with Pancho Villa when he passed away yep, and all like giving all the uh, the materials and donations for uh, kids' backpacks. But there's stuff. an infinity number of kids that need money, right? Yeah. Like that money can always go to use. Uh, for oh, those, no, don't go there. Well, look, look, I'm just going to say it. Oh, man. So for those who don't know. Uh, oh, man, you baited me right into this area. I don't want to be down this dark hallway. Someone turn on the lights. The charity that Tyler Bass associates him with is a small cat rescue in western New York. Oh, boy. You don't mess with cat people. And as we are taping this, they have raised over $280,000 in donations. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of meow mix. You, what what does a cat shelter do with two hundred eighty thousand dollars? Not to mention too, like I mean, how many cats are they? All have nine lives there. That's a lot. You need a lot of money to support all of those lives and all those look, cats. Look, man, I get the cats are innocent and everything, but here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't God, get. Oh man, I can just feel no. Here's what I don't get. No, here's right what I don't now. get. Like I'm just gonna say it. Oh my God, just we're gonna, gonna get death threats. I'm just gonna say it. If you put a cat outside and set it free, it'll live. Um, how do you know that? Because there's a thing called an outside cat. Like there's no outside I wouldn't know that. No, but like there's no <laughs> there's no outside dog. There's no outside ten year old. There are stray dogs outside all the time. You know what a stray dog's called? A wolf. <laughs> like there's no outside eleven year old. Mowgli right? from the I mean? okay, from no, the jungle saying, book. Like, like there's outside like if you walk outside, you will see cats that don't have homes. They they live. They go find mice. They find cans of tuna they, fish. They just find things like you gave $280,000 to save animals that if you just let them loose, they'd be totally fine. No, I am I am on the opposite side of this, and not just because I'm saving face and I have my family. 100% you're doing not that. Not just because I'm trying to protect my family. I'm saying, like, I think it's a good gesture, obviously. Sure, that, I'm like, not you saying have it's your not charity nice that's gesture. important to you, yes, and yes. people are donating to that to fine. show their support for you. Fine. I don't think, like, don't get me wrong. I think it is a uh, ancillary benefit that, like, oh, we are also supporting, you know, animals that need some assistance and there. God or shelter that Needs them for whether it is you know taking care of of uh, of cats to then you know rehome them or you know providing them with the proper care or you know like whatever the case. Hey, God bless them. Right. God bless. No, you're right. It's an important thing. It's an important thing. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is you could have donated to the Pat Duffy Charity Fund. Well, like you know, like we live in a region where we have the second highest child poverty rate in America. Sure. 
Sure. $280,000 for cats. Two, both things can exist at the same time. And like, no, you're right. And here's the thing. It's not the charity's fault, right? Like, they, they, they're they going to use the money in a honorable way, right? They didn't ask for it. It's not Tyler Bass's fault. It's not like he came out and said, hey, please give $300,000 to a bunch of cats. But cats are so easy to come by that if you were to right now oh my God, close your eyes and concentrate really hard. I'm so scared. And then open your eyes, you would have a cat in your lap. That's how cats are made. Did you First know that? All, no, that's not true because cats make you earn their respect. No, I'd say you, you have to earn them. But I'm saying like I've never met someone that's like, you know what I want? A cat, but I can't afford it. Have I, you ever met anybody? It's it's nonstop free cats. Listen, no. Well, well, There's okay, all free you cats, can maybe, cat but buffets. Not, not but you're eat, not... Well, uh, horrible analogy Not, there. Yeah, that was right. I was like, <laughs> I, I've been trying to earn the respect of my brother-in-law's cat for the last nine years, and she's terrible to me. Well, yeah, but you're pathetic. That, probably. But I just, I just, you know. Why, why couldn't Tyler Bass support dogs, right? But even that. Is you that what you're trying to say? No, but you don't even need $300,000 for a dog shelter either. It's a, it's oh a dog. Gosh. It's a dog. Oh, my gosh. It's you're going to get us killed. Oh, okay, whatever. We're well, on borrowed time No, here. I didn't lose it. Thank div- God this is the last one of the season. I didn't lose a divisional playoff game, so nobody's going to oh, send me a no, 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 no. Uh, getting back to uh, what lost the Bills the game. You know, we've been talking at Cats. We can talk about the injuries on defense. People are making arguments for Stephon Diggs. People are making arguments for uh, poor decisions by Josh Allen on that last drive. But Those none, darn cats. None of those are true true none of those are true there is one reason why the bills lost this game Mm. and he sits directly across from me Hmm. do you want to share with the audience why the bills weren't able to win that game against the chiefs okay so i think that there is a very strong likelihood Uh that i may be a jinx to the team when i am in attendance of games so the last three games you've gone to Mm -hmm. in buffalo yeah in person Mm mm-hmm what are the Bills' record? 0-3. Oh, 0-3. Oh, yeah. So you were at the Chiefs game? Yep. Okay. There's one. Okay. And that was a heartbreaking, devastating loss. Sure. Yep. The last of the game we went to before that was? Monday Night Football with the Broncos coming to town. And they lost on a 12 men on the field, missed field goal, gave them another shot. Can I just say, too, when I bought those tickets, I know we've talked about this, but I bought those tickets literally at, at all, like all zeros on the clock against yeah. the Miami or against, against the, Miamis. the Miami against the Miami's the Miami outside kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, if there was ever a game I want to go to prime time against the Broncos who just put out, who just had 70 put on them the week before against the same team that we just completely like smashed into the ground. Mm-hmm. We're going to put up 150 and it's going to be Monday night football. And I'm going to be so happy to be there. And then the game before that mm-hmm. uh, was the divisional round home game against the Bengals. The Bengals yeah. And they lost that game. Um, and even uh, to, say. <laughs> to go further, you were at the game with me the week before that. The Dolphins game. Where the Dolphins, with their third-string quarterback, had the ball driving in the last minute and could have pulled that game Skyler out. Thompson very well could have uh, won that game. And Tyler Bass, for the record, won us that game mm-hmm. on a field goal at the end of it. And I also got to meet Savion Ackman's parents. Yeah, that was awesome. So what's remarkable about this? Mm. What is remarkable about this is you're 0 for your last three, almost 0 for your last four. Yeah. The Bills' home record the last two seasons have been astonishingly great. Mm. For example, including the playoffs this year, the Bills were 7-2 and two at home. Yeah. The only two games they lost at home <laughs> were the games you were in attendance. Mm. How is that possible? I don't know. I mean, you would think at some point, you know, the law of averages would have uh, helped me out a little bit. 
At what point do you sacrifice your own fandom for the sake of the team? Um, what time is it right now? So are you right now going forward? You're done going to Bills games. Well, I mean, I'm done going to Bills. No, that's games. what I'm asking. Because, like, if you if we're gonna look at the trend here, mm-hmm. right? For the sake of every other Bills fan on the planet, you will never set foot inside a stadium where the Bills are playing ever again. Here's what I need. You know what I need? Once the schedule comes out next season, I need a slump buster. You mean like the Broncos? I need, well, I mean, I got to find a game early in the season uh-huh. where the loss may not, where if they do lose, I should say, it's not going to be as devastating. Every loss matters. Of whether course you, it does. Whether you lose in September or whether you lose in December, it's still the same loss. But there's the psychological element of it. Like you don't want to, you want to be hot at the end of the season, right? Yeah. So that's my point. So like maybe an early season game against, I don't know, the Patriots. Like hopefully we play the Patriots at home early on in the season. Jared Mayo's first ever win as oh an NFL my God. coach. Oh, so I can can see the headline now. Um, Yeah, no, I need a slump buster is what I need. So what you're saying is you're not willing to sacrifice for the better of the team. That's not what I'm saying at all. Well, no, because if you were, you wouldn't go anymore. You're you're telling me I can't go to any games anymore? I'm not telling you you can't go to any games. I'm saying if you were... You're saying that I shouldn't. If you were a reasonable Bills fan who's Mm. standing back and looking at how all of this has played out, you 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 would say, I'm not going anymore because when I go, they lose. Yeah, all of this is very logical. Um, so seven yeah. and two mm-hmm. at home this season. The only two losses you're there. Mm. Yeah. And it goes even further because you also threw everything out of whack for our normal pregame routine. What are you talk about? Well, uh, so when I go to games, there is a specific place I park. We found this great spot. It's a great pullout spot. It's hidden away. We tailgate there. It's, you know, we're talked away from every, all the madness. Like it's great. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. And our plan was to park there. Yeah. And the day before the game, you texted me and go, nah, I'm going to go park with, we're going to go park with my buddies. Right. I texted N-A-H. Nah. And we got pulled out of our normal game day routine and they lost, mm. which I'm not going to lie to you. I blame you for that also. Okay. I mean, that sounds logical. Causation may not be correlation in that case. Okay. You're going to yell at me for being illogical. When the Bills lose a game when you're wearing a jersey, mm-hmm. what what's your protocol then? I swap it out. You put on another jersey yeah. for the next game. Yeah. And I'm I'm the illogical one here. Well, I mean, I got to do my part. Yeah. You, you're telling me you truly believe yes. that where you park is going to make yes. the, all the difference? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, let's put it this way. Prove me wrong. I started parking in that spot the second year Josh Allen was a starter. That's a good point. Where did we park when uh, during that Bengals divisional loss? You mean the one you were at? Mm. So it wouldn't have made a difference. Ah! Uh, you're caught in a corner now, my ah! friend. Try getting out of that You're very exercise. I, I just find it weird that you being the superstitious person that you are, that you'll change your entire outfit when the Bills lose. Yeah. But you are not a team player enough to finally go, I'm not going to any games. The Bills is that what you want me to do? Is that, is the that Bills what? can go undefeated at home if you would just keep your ass on a couch, but you won't do it. Honestly, I'm going to go to the last home game next year. I don't care who's playing. Okay. And if they win, the curse is broken. If that game is for the division or a playoff spot, mm-hmm. I will beat you up to the point where you can't go to that game. So I will keep punching you until you say I can know I will not attend that game anymore. Three, three things to that. Okay. One, I wish you would try. Two... I would use my the full extent and arm of the law to make to persecute you. No, because if that cop's a Bills fan, he's just going to stand back and watch me do it. And then three, like, that's well, ridiculous. It's all Dad's buddies who are also Bills fans. Like, yeah, go ahead, it's fine. No, I don't see nothing. <laughs> no, move along. Nothing to see here. Can I? All right, how about this? Yeah, because like uh, there are also people who believe whenever they watch the Bills, even on television, the mm-hmm. Bills will lose. Sure. 
Now, now we never miss any games. Like we're yeah. always watching every second of every game. Let's say by some weird, you know, whatever. Next season, there's a game you can't watch. You miss the whole thing. You miss mm-hmm. opening day. The whole thing, something with the kids. Yeah. The Bills blow out their opponent. We all know that wouldn't happen because I love the Bills more than I love my kids. If the Bills blew out their opponent opening day and you didn't watch it, mm-hmm. would you be willing to miss the game again next week? Well, no. What would have to happen is the Bills would blow out a team when I don't see it. I would then watch the next game and the Bills get blown out. And at that point, I'm not watching the game. That's a lie. You're gonna no, st- there would need to be a, stati- a statistically significant sample size in order for me to make a decision okay. on what to do or not do. Gotcha. So that would mean you would just have to stop being a Bills fan no. for the sake of... Well, yeah, because if you're not watching the game, what are you? I'm, I still love the team. But you're not watching Can the I game. Can I listen to the game? No, 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 no. You can't be a part of the game. Can I watch highlights after the game? I guess, but what the, what's Can the point Can I still do that? this show? No, but that's just because I don't want to see your face anymore. Can you imagine me being on the show and not watching the game or understanding football? Kind of what it is now. Stupid. Why are you so stupid? Don't, oh, what happened? Hey, I'm just a goof. Goofy, 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 goofy. Normally, this is where we preview next week's game. Yep. But there is no next week's game. But there is one thing I'm looking forward to when it comes to next week. What's that? Well, we'll get into it. It's Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey Amber Beach Podcast. left to do is watch everybody else yep and all I don't, four of the other ones i don't think that uh it's hard to figure out who bills fans are cheering for not only in the afc championship but to end up winning the super bowl sure uh but there is one thing i am very much looking forward to on sunday what's up so let's go duffalo the odyssey app we get your podcast he's ryan duffy hello my name is pat duffy it's like we said this is normally where we preview the next bills game but we don't know who they're playing opening day so uh got nothing for you right I got nothing for you. Head back to camp. I cannot wait for three o'clock on Sunday to watch the Ravens mm-hmm. completely embarrass and destroy. Knock on nothing. Knock on nothing. So there's a trend that's been happening in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about this. All right. So three, four years ago, the Bills beat the, the Bills lose to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. They lose the Super Bowl. Yep. Three years ago. The Bills lose to the Chiefs in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. They lose to the Bengals in the AFC Championship. The Chiefs do, yep. Last season, the Bengals beat the Bills in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. They lose to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. The old switcheroo. And we, there's actually proof of this in the regular season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, the at the time, 10-1 and Eagles beat the Bills in overtime. Their season collapses. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, who were world beaters, get beat by the Bills. Their season collapses. Mm-hmm. It seems that these Bills teams beat up teams so badly late in the season, mm-hmm. it ruins them. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see it. Like, I mean, it would be lovely for this to continue. It's going to continue, and here's why. Forget the Bills. Take the Bills out of it. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are not a good football team. Yeah. They've gotten very lucky the last two weeks. You played a Miami team in sub-zero temperatures that couldn't handle it, and Miami is not a good football team to begin with, but we've talked about that a lot. Sure. Yeah, ad nauseum, I would say. You find the Bills in the state they were in, Mm -hmm. and it still comes down to the last drive. Sure. The Ravens are going to destroy the Chiefs on Sunday. I mean... The fact that the line is only three and a half, it's free money. Go get your free money and take the Ravens at three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. At home. At home, yeah. 
So, I mean, at that point, like, just like the Bills game, I mean, like, you're you're pretty much saying that these teams are evenly matched, really one, right? Uh, yeah, a point better for the Ravens. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, if, if the, with how strong the both phases of the ball are, and arguably all three with Justin Tucker on your team, they're so strong, the Ravens, that, like, I don't see a, a world where, like, I, I would have them as the odds on to win the Super Bowl, I, I, I agree with you. I don't see the Chiefs being able to, on the road, again, go against a team that is quite literally a juggernaut and win to advance to the to the Super Bowl. And I can't wait to hear what, like, you know, crappy, douchey excuse Mahomes has this time when they can't get the job done in Baltimore. Did you see what Baltimore is doing, by the way? No. They've pulled out all the stops. Ray Lewis and Ed Reed are, like, their players of the game. Okay. Uh, they're bringing out Michael Phelps for the coin flip. Whoa, T-Pain, Michael Phelps? T-Pain is doing T-Pain? the halftime thing. There's more Ravens. Michael Phelps and T-Pain are both doing the halftime yes, show? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Phelps with the uh, assist of auto-tune. Wow. But like they they're bringing back like fifteen of their biggest legends in Ravens history. Like they just want that crowd. The whole cast of The Wire. That was funny. I didn't hear any laughs. It's just me and you. Yeah, I hate the show. I hate the show so bad. <laughs> that makes two of us. And then we uh, go over to the NFC. <laughs> the Lions are seven point dogs against San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco is a good team, but I love the grit that that Detroit's bringing to uh, to the table here. So up to the old candlestick, the Levi or whatever it's called now. Who cares? So as we tape this, Debo Samuel is still up in the air, the, uh, you know, slash mm-hmm. wide receiver. Yep. And without him in San Francisco, that offense is completely different. You watched it in the divisional round, uh, how things changed when he was out against Green Bay. Yeah, it definitely changed in that game. But I also love the graphic that they showed where it's like with Debo Samuel in the game. And these are I'm just making these up, but it was close or what I remember. When Debo Samuel plays the game, the Niners record is like. 12 and three. And when he's not playing the game, it's nine and seven. It's like, he's still win, like they still win without him. Well, but I mean, seven and three, those are, those are two different. Of numbers. course, of course. But like, you're still like, it would be one thing if it was like, oh, and six mm-hmm. without him and 12 and two with him on the field. Like sure. that's not as an impressive stat as you think it is ESPN. Okay. So I'm going to say this. Um, I, I, I love Detroit fans. Mm-hmm. Every Detroit experience I've had, even when the Bills are playing them, yeah. they, they're nothing but cool. They're, cool. they're like kindred spirits to us, yeah. right? Like the you know the heartbreak and all that stuff. I don't know if I'm cheering for the Lions because they're underdogs and I feel like we have this bond. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm going to cheer against the Lions when they if they get to the Super Bowl because I still need a team to be like, well, at least we're not the Lions. Because mm. if they win a Super Bowl, they've never been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. If they win a Super Bowl, that then just leaves the Texans, Mm -hmm. the Browns, the Jags, and the Panthers as teams who have never won a Super Bowl. And the Bills. And well, along with Buffalo. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I didn't miss anybody, did I? Mm, Minnesota. Did you say the Chargers? Minnesota and the Chargers. Okay, you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, but no, I know what you mean. I, like I like think, those like, other teams have had sustained success throughout yeah. their franchises, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Whereas the Bills, it's like you had the Super Bowl run, and really that's about it. Yeah. And it's not as if, like, even Detroit, like, don't, don't get me wrong, like, Detroit had a better season last year, but you can't say, like, it hasn't been, like, you know, trickle up success of like you know you get it to a 10 win season then the next year like you but you don't make the playoffs and the next year you get to the divisional round and you lose there and then like you get to the to the championship game and you lose there like they went from not being in the playoffs to well arguably still at 10 wins to wait did they make the playoffs last year no they no, had a, no they beat the G, uh, Packers and kept them out that's right so but they didn't make the playoffs last year to now winning their division in the fir- for the first time in ever 30 years yeah and then ultimately going to like make advancing to the championship game. Yeah. Like 
don't get me wrong. They have a big test in front of them in San Francisco. But, like, if they get to the show, like, 100%, I want them to take it. I don't think I want them to take it. I'd rather see the Ravens win it than the yeah. Lions. Oh, okay. That being said, uh, here's your fun fact of the day, and you can impress all your coworkers and friends with it. Ooh. You know, you talked about the ineptitude of the Lions franchise for the last however many years. Yeah. yeah they hadn't won their division in 30, yep. right? Okay. They've never been to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. The last road playoff game the Lions won mm. was in 1957. Okay. So quite some time. Do you know where they were? San Francisco. Bingo. Woo. Okay. How crazy is that? Fun. How crazy is that? Oh, man. They're going to get crushed. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I like them to keep it within seven. Yeah. I mean, the line's seven. I'll take that. Yeah. I think that, you know, I, I, I'm I excited to see it. I'm more excited to watch that game than I am the AFC. Oh, no. I want I want, I want to watch all of the bad things happen. Well, of Chiefs. course. But I think that I think the NFC game is shaping up to be a better matchup. I hope that it's a better matchup. Um, and I just obviously want to see the Chiefs get absolutely pounded. But. Okay, so uh, here's how this is going to work now. Because, you know, normally uh, we're here every week with you guys mm -hmm. talking about Bills games. But, you know, the Bills aren't playing anymore. Right. And we're we going to do a lot of preview shows for week one. I was going to say, week to week stuff with Bills content <laughs> when there's no Bills stuff happening is almost impossible. Yeah. So is the plan once a month or once every other week? What do you want to do? Um, I don't know. I think maybe let's let's take some time off. Let's recoup. Wait, we're taking time bit. off? You were the one that said you want to take any time off. I mean, I'm down tonight. Let's keep this train rolling. What let's do you record next week's show right now. No, I don't. See the intro. No. What I'm saying is mm -hmm. uh, we will be showing up if you subscribe, and that's the easiast way to find us, yeah. right? Because we show up right on your phone and your computer there. Mm -hmm. You so open up your podcast app, and you're like, oh, what's uh, going on here? Ooh, a new Let's Go Duffalo is out. Yeah, and you can subscribe on the Odyssey app, on the pods thing, on your phone, on Spotify. On the pods thing. On the pods thingy. And uh, we will bring you mm -hmm. all the Bills content that we can mm -hmm. in the off season. Yes, and for anything to hold you over, yeah. you can always find us on social media at let's.go.duffalo both on tiktok and on instagram even yep. though the shows may slow down content's gonna keep on pumping out yeah if you love selfie videos of ryan that's the place for you to be well everyone's welcome come one come on that's gonna put a wrap on the 2023 2024 season edition of let's go duffalo oh pat it's been a pleasure i wish i could say the same thing oh man way to kill the season good job for you let's hear it for you what are you talking running about? this show Driving the ship. You have no idea how Steering hard it is. the boat. You have no idea the pain that I go through. Good job. To give the... Let's give it up for Patrick. However many people listening, stop clapping. All eight of them. My name's Pat Duffy. His name's Ryan Duffy. Bye-bye, everybody. And before we go, one last time in this season... Go Bills! <laughs> <laughs>